Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory, where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul, and business. Hey everybody, Dr. Mike DeMarco here, and in today's episode, we're going to go over my top 10 brain hacks. Now, taking care of your physical mind is just as important as taking care of your metaphysical mind. Now, you need to take care of your brain, your physical brain, so that way everything else can function optimally. So you can think the best, so you can perform the best, so you can be the best you. Now, this is a smaller piece of a talk that I actually gave a few weeks ago in Rhythmia, uh, where we went over not just the mind and the brain stuff, but we talked about how to optimize your body. We talked about how to optimize your relationships and also a little bit of business. This is also kind of a, a smaller piece of the soul ability body blueprint. And if you want to get that, that'll also, that'll actually be in the show notes where you can just enter in your email and I'll send you over the body blueprint. And the body blueprint is something that I had a few people actually a bunch of people go through and people were losing like 40, 50, 60 pounds, uh, just feeling better, functioning better, getting more energy, better skin, all these things, just by following a few simple rules rather than like me telling you, like this is the program that you need to follow specifically. And following these rules is going to help you better than just like following a program because I want you to learn something. I don't want you to just follow an exact program where when the program's over, you don't even know what to do. You don't know how to know how to follow anything. That's what the soul ability body blueprint is. So if you want to just go to the show notes, you can, or the blog post where this, this episode will be list linked on to just go there, enter in your email and I'll send you that guys that. So let's just get into it. Soul ability, top 10 brain hacks. Now, number one is a supplement and it's omega-3 fatty acids, supplement and food. Now, the most important are DHA and EPA. Now, you, DHA is the major building block of the cerebral cortex, which we know is super important for our brain function. Now, you can find it in wild-caught, cold-water, oily fish, and also algae, which is what the fish actually eat in order to develop a high amount of omega-3s in their fat. You can also find it in like grass-fed beef, uh, pastured eggs, pretty much animals that are eating the things that they're supposed to be eating based on evolution, based on uh, the, the environment that they evolved into rather than factory farmed animals where they're eating food that they're, they weren't born to be eating, right? Not like soybeans and all that crap. Low levels of omega-3 fatty acids are linked to level linked to depression, ADD, mood swings, dementia, memory loss, even a measurable increase, decrease in brain volume, not an increase. So like ha not having omega-3s, it's not going to just affect the way that you're functioning. It's going to affect the way that you feel, you know, your mood, your, your emotions, the way that you're interacting with people in your day. So you can like think all the positive thoughts that you want, but if your brain isn't tuned in to 
not being depressed and being, I guess, elevated and feeling good about yourself, then it's going to be really tough to keep that positive thinking if the physical mind isn't optimized and tuned in for that positive thinking. Now, the dosage for this, I would say, is about a thousand milligrams a day of DHA. So really just focus on the DHA. The EPA is important, but the DHA is actually the most important part of it. So whatever supplement that you take or food that you're eating, just focus on trying to get like a thousand milligrams of DHA a day. And there's like a few differing um, opinions on this, but that's a, a good baseline, a good level to start at. And number two is another supplement, another uh, mineral. Um, it's magnesium. So magnesium affects over 600 biological functions in your body. That's how important it is. 600 functions in your body. That's how important it is. You know, it helps with smooth muscle relaxation. It's even the 11th most abundant element on earth. So out of all the elements on the periodic table, this is the 11 most abundant. So that's how important it is. If you're deficient in this, like you really shouldn't be because it's so abundant in the, on this planet, but 75% of Americans don't consume enough magnesium. Now, if you, well, when you take magnesium, it can help in decreasing brain fog, decreasing fatigue, helping you sleep better, helping decrease cramps because it's a smooth muscle relax relaxer. So it's going to help um, relax the, the muscles in your, your intestine and your blood vessels and where all of the smooth muscle is and even your cardiovascular system and just help decrease that, just decrease the feeling of physical stress in your body. So when you've decreased the feeling of physical stress, your emotional stress is going to decrease too. And you're optimizing your actual physical ability to decrease stress as well as your, your mental ability as well. The most bioavailable form of magnesium that freely crosses the blood-brain barrier is magnesium L-threonate, T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. That's the one that I recommend that you take. That's the one that I recommend that you find. There are so many different forms of magnesium. If you're going to take a supplement form of it, magnesium L3 and 8 is the one that you want to take. Um, you can also get it from foods, but a lot of our foods are magnesium deficient and it's kind of hard to just get enough from food sometimes. So if you want to test it out and you want to take some magnesium for your brain function, magnesium L3 and 8 is the one that you want to take. And that's in a dosage of 200 to 400 milligrams a day. I would start at the lower end and then work your way up. Just go by how you feel. Um, the best way to do any of this stuff, like by do figuring out your dosage, is to keep a journal daily and just like write down how you feel and then review it at the end of the week and see um, based on the dosage, like what you were feeling at that time. And that's how you can kind of gauge the effects. Like do like, treat yourself with like a little science experiment, like really um, investigate on what the best dosage is for you because you can, I can tell you all these things and you can follow it and be like, yeah, what's the optimal dosage? And maybe you don't need to take all of these things. Maybe you don't need to take the maximum amount, take the minimum dose possible to get the greatest effect. And that the only way you're going to be able to determine that is by actually writing down and, and knowing and uh, listening to your body. Number three is vitamin D. Now we hear about vitamin D everywhere. Vitamin D is uh, 
super important for brain health, mood, memory, healthy circulation, bone health. I mean, that bone health is probably the most primary, but all it's essential for all these other things. Now, vitamin D is a hormone, right? So we need fat, we need cholesterol to actually make it. We also need sunlight to actually be able to make it. Uh, there's a lot, like I found that actually with some patients that I've had, uh, older patients that are on cholesterol medication who have had like a bone injury, they have a hard time healing their bones. And a lot of doctors dismiss that it's the vitamin D. They dismiss that it has anything to do with the cholesterol medications that they're taking. But as soon as they come off the cholesterol medications and get started getting some sunlight, they start healing their bones. So I don't know if it's correlation or causation, but I think there's something to be said there about uh, limiting your fat intake and also taking cholesterol medications and decreasing vitamin D. The 70% of Americans don't get enough vitamin D due to decreased sun exposure. So we're constantly like putting sunscreen on, or like covering ourselves up or not even going outside. And you really just want to at least go outside for like 20 minutes a week. Like that's not that much. Um, if you could do it daily, great. You know, getting vitamin D and getting sun exposure, actually research has shown to decrease your risk of sun can skin cancer um, rather than increase it. Now, it's, there's like a point of diminishing returns where you don't want to overdo it and get burned and damage your skin, but we, we want to go out and get enough exposure where you're going to actually just increase the amount of vitamin D in your body and get the, you know, just max amount of benefit. That's why you feel good when you go outside. Well, one of the reasons. And higher levels of vitamin D are also associated with increased levels of happiness. Very important for how you're feeling and how your brain is functioning. So the dosage, in my opinion, it depends on the person, right? So people with darker skin are going to produce less vitamin D. They're going to need more sun exposure to produce more vitamin D um, just because, you know, evolutionary wise, like you're going to be in the sun more often. So there's going to be less of a need to be uh, sensitive to producing vitamin D. But nowadays, everybody's kind of in the sun like the same amount. So and also in the summertime, if you're out in the sun, if you're in a, a place with climate, you're going to go out in the sun in the summer. So you might need to take less as of a supplement. So get your levels checked. Um, normally, the dosage for most people is between 400 to 2000 IUs daily, depending on the your already your levels and sun exposure. And number four would be B vitamins, specifically B12, you know. Not everybody's deficient in it, but if you are, it can have a serious impact by taking the supplement. You know, it's a vitamin B is essential for optimal functioning of your brain, and it's used in many supplements because a lot of people are actually deficient in it. So when they take it in a supplement and it is cheap, um, they feel great and they have more energy. So that's why it's used in a lot of like energy drinks and um, pre workouts and those kind of things. Because when if you're deficient in B12 and you take these the B vitamins and it gives you energy, like you're going to feel great. And it's actually, it's a cheap additive for, for a company to put in their product. So it's a little trick that, that they use. Uh, vitamin B12 deficiency is fairly common, like I said. And, um, but if you already have adequate levels, more is it going to help you. So it's not like taking more is going to be better. You just have to have a sufficient amount. 
Now, the, well, some of the best sources food-wise for, for B vitamins are beef liver, sardines, Atlantic mackerel, lamb, wild-caught salmon. If you're a vegan or vegetarian, nutritional yeast, uh, feta cheese, grass-fed beef, cottage cheese, eggs. Oh, it sounds like a lot of these are, you know, animal-based products, which vitamin B12 usually is an animal-based uh, nutrient, vitamin but and that's why a lot of like vegans and vegetarians become deficient in the b vitamins so if you're a vegan vegetarian nutritional yeast is one way that you can get the b vitamins into your diet without having to like you know use an animal product a curcumin is an extract number five is curcumin extract of turmeric it's super important in ayurvedic medicine indian medicine on it's used in a lot of Indian foods, you know, turmeric and curcumin, which is the active ingredient in that, is used in a lot of Indian foods. And India surprisingly has a low rate of Alzheimer's disease because of this. You know, this supplement in the right form can really, really lower your levels of systemic inflammation. You know, inflammate we hear about inflammation all over and we know that inflammation has a negative impact in our bodies when it's goes out of control so increased inflammation have been associated with heart disease with cancer with you know diabetes with a lot of these lifestyle diseases that we have are linked to increased levels of inflammation you know even like joint pain and stuff like that increased levels of inflammation Curcumin can boost also helps with your brain. It boosts serotonin, dopamine, and brain-derived neurotrophic factors. So it actually helps with your function of your actual brain besides just reducing inflammation. So everything can function at its optimal level. It is also one of the only supplements that increases the natural levels of DHA in the brain. So you can take all the fish oil, right, and get the DHA and the omega-3s, but you can also take the curcumin and increase your natural levels of DHA in your brain. It also by helps protect against stress and depression. So helping all these things is going to help with just your emotionally how you feel, but as well as the physical components of how your brain is functioning. Now, not all forms of this are bioavailable. Like so, by bioavailable, I mean your body's ability to absorb it and use it. To improve, bio, improve bioavailability, we need to combine it with black pepper extract or piperine or, or phosphatidylserine. Now, there's a form called Mariva. Um, it's one of the most bioavailable forms. I think it's the one that's used in all the research that uh, where the, all the positive research that shows that curcumin and turmeric are actually beneficial for your body. The dosage would be like one to two grams in the morning. Um, there's also a lot of uh, a lot of range on who what the dosage we feel should be. So, just my opinion: one to two grams in the morning should be fine. Uh, just help you optimize your brain function and decrease inflammation. Number six is not a supplement, but it's actually a thing that you need to do. And that's limit the amount of blue light. So blue light is important, right? Blue light helps us when we wake up in the day, in the morning, and we go outside and the sun is, the sky is blue. 
and we get this blue light to stimulate our eyes, this little receptor in our eyes, it shuts off our production of melatonin. So we no longer need to sleep. But we get too much blue light. We have blue light on our phones, blue light on our screens, blue light on our TVs, on our computers, on our you know LED lights, all these things around us. And it's constantly bombarding us and it's confusing our mitochondria. It's damaging our mitochondria. It's damaging the mitochondria in our eyes, in our brain, in our heart, where we have the highest con- concentrations of these little tiny, uh, almost like protobacteria that live in our, our cells that are part of us that produce all the energy in our bodies. Now, one way to do this is, you know, on our if you have an iPhone or a lot of phones have it now where you can turn on night shift where night shift limits some of the blue light not all of it but it's a good start you can get a flux f.lux for your laptop or computer and limit a bunch of blue light with that there's other software too i think um that maybe even limit it more i just can't remember the names uh you can also get blue blocker glasses which are these glasses sometimes they're orange i've seen some clear ones that limit the amount of blue light going into your eyes so you can wear them throughout the day or also at night um, and regulate your ability to release uh, melatonin. So you release it at the right times. Now, artificial blue light blocks the production of melatonin. So we want to, you know, limit that, right? So we don't want blue light at night when we need the melatonin and we don't want it too much of it during the day because then it's going to take us too long to start producing it again. Now, chronically low melatonin has shown to lead to lower mental energy and cognitive decline. So it's going to help. It's going to make you, you know, your brain function not as well as it could. And you're going to maybe lower your yourself a few IQ points. Like, I feel like right now I need to limit my exposure to blue light because my brain is not functioning as an optimal level. You can also increase your exposure to wide spectrum of light by using incandescent bulbs, natural light, candlelight, infrared light. So natural light, incandescent light, and candlelight and infrared light don't just emit mostly blue light. They, they emit a wide range of different types of light. So it's not just that one light that's hitting those receptors in your eyes and your brain. Um, it's a variety, just like you know sunlight or uh, when we were, you know, before we had light bulbs, we had candlelight and fires and those kind of things. And that's what we used to see at night. And number seven, top 10 brain hacks, brain exercises. So you need to take care of your physical mind by eating the right foods and taking the right supplements and doing the right things. But then you need to train it. You need to make it stronger because if you don't use it, you lose it. Meditation is my number one, my number one go-to. It helps improve the connections within your brain. It helps you, you know, focus. Um, helps you connect with something bigger than yourself. It helps you clear out all the junk that's in your head. Um, I find when I meditate a lot, I don't need to sleep as much, especially if I go into a deep, deep meditation. And it just helps me reset uh, anytime I'm getting stuck throughout the day. You know, it helps me be more creative. It, it, it literally changes the connections in my brain to help me be more creative. Um, 
mindfulness-based practices like positive focus journaling, focusing on increased awareness, focusing on your breath, focusing on your body. Um, those also help train your brain, right? You want to do that so you you change your way of thinking from negative to positive. And when you start focusing on the positive things, the negative things start to seem happening less and less and less. And then you reinforce all the physical work that you're doing on your brain with this, this mental work. And then it seems like everything just starts happening for you and everything starts happening good for you. Um, and there is still some bad stuff, but it's generally positive. And that's how you start making progress. Like the, all the entrepreneurs that I know, the most successful ones are some of the most positive people that I've ever met. And it may be a result that they've already achieved success or they already have a po had a positive outlook. And whatever some thing obstacle, obstacle came in their way, they didn't see it as an obstacle. They, they saw it as an opportunity to get to the next step, to get to the next level of where they needed to be. Physical, ex physical exercise, like actually working out and stimulating those endorphins and training your body is also going to help train your brain. It's also going to help your brain function better. Like you need your body needs movement in order to function optimally. Um, music, like not all music, but certain types of music, like classical music, binaural beats, those kind of things are going to help stimulate the connection and creativity in your brain and stimulate these these alpha wave states that are going to help your brain function even better than it is without them. Right. That's why music is such a, a powerful tool. Like we, it brings us to another place. It helps us think. It helps us learn better. Um, but it has to be the right kind of music and sound. And number eight. This is one of my most my, my most favorite supplements. It's the lion's mane mushroom. Now this mushroom, take I take it in a capsule form, but there's also a few other forms like uh, mushroom coffee. Uh, and it helps, imp it improves brain function. And there's actually a Japanese study that showed improvements in cognitive function with a certain dosage. So while you're taking the supplement, they, they did some tests, uh, some, some brain tests on these individuals. And they showed that this supplement actually helped them think better, actually helped them function better. Lion's Mane also has a physical component of change where it enhances neurogenesis, which is the, the generation of neurons and helps with neuroplasticity by promoting the increase in nerve growth factor. There's research on rat in some rats where it's show, it shown to promote nerve regeneration after limb injury, which is super amazing because those are things that we, we didn't think was possible. And this mushroom is actually helping to improve that. It's also shown to fight against Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease, decrease anxiety, boost your mood. It also has an antimicrobial component, which is going to help kill some of the, the bad bacteria in your body. And it also has shown to decrease inflammation. The, for cognitive enhancement, the dosage that I've seen, the dosage that works for me, the dosage that I've seen in the research is between one to three grams per day. You can take it in a pill form. You can take it the mushroom coffee. I think the mushroom coffee uh, by Four Sigmatic has about 2.5 grams of the mushroom in it. So it's a good amount and it doesn't have a lot of caffeine. It only has 40 milligrams of caffeine. You're going to really feel the difference. Um, everyone that I've given to, it's not like a speedy kind of feeling. You're just like in flow, right? You just, everything just, just flowing. It's, 
a really, really great supplement. Or you could just take my favorite uh, brand for the lion's mane is Host Defense. You, and you can dose it out, you know, accordingly. Take one to three grams. It's a capsule form. It's really easy to take. Number nine, which I love to combine with the lion's mane, is a form of choline. So choline is found in eggs. It's, uh, you know, one of these, these great, great nutrients is alpha GPC. Now, alpha GPC is a precursor of choline that affect that actually effectively crosses the blood brain barrier so this is actually a barrier between our blood and our brain that a lot of nutrients can't cross and alpha gpc is, along with the magnesium althreonate one of those nutrients that actually can cross that barrier and actually get to our brain to be able to have an impact a choline is essential for brain development and neurotransmitter formation so without it a lot of these things won't work we need to have the building blocks in order to build those neurotransmitters to to be able to make our brain function optimally. Now, some of those neurotransmitters examples are, <coughs> sorry, dopamine, serotonin, and GABA, which is gamma amino butric acid. And we need the choline in order to make these, these neurotransmitters. Now, when we have sufficient levels of choline and sufficient levels of these neurotransmitters, that's associated with increased levels of relaxation. So a lot of these things are going back to decreasing stress. And when you decrease stress, your body's able to function optimally and you'll feel better and your brain will work better if you're not stressed out. Now, alpha GPC has in, been in multiple studies to show improvement in memory and attention span of people of all ages. It's also been shown in research to ward off mental decline. So if you're taking alpha GPC, when you, as you get older that, you know, I'm just getting older, my brain's not working as good as it should have, will help to decrease that, that effect. You actually maybe can maintain your brain function as you age. Like age is just a process that we go through, but it doesn't mean that you have to actually decline. Some Alzheimer's medication even increases levels of alpha GPC. So that's like how some of this stuff is working. It's increasing the levels of this to helping their brains to function better. Uh, Alzheimer's patients actually have often dip below 90% normal levels of alpha GPC in their brain. That's why the medication helps so well. It also, alpha GPC may help recover from strokes, TIA or even traumatic brain injuries, right? So I, I tell a lot of my fighters that come into the office that have a lot, a lot of brain injury. They're getting head in that all the day to take this stuff because it really, really helps. The optimal dosage that I've seen is between three and 600 milligrams a day. And that's going to help you to see the, the difference in uh, cognitive function. And like I said, the way that you can t decide your dosage is to keep a journal and see how you're feeling and write down how much you're taking that day and then go back and review it. That's the only way you're going to know the best thing for you. Now, number 10 is something that I like to take personally from time to time um, in a supplement form, but you can also do things dietarily to achieve levels of this in your bloodstream as well. And those are ketones. So what ketones are 
It's when your body converts fat into energy, it turns them into ketones to be used as energy. So we can't just use fat directly. It turns it into ketones, right? Ketones are an alternative fuel source to glucose, which is, you know, carbohydrates, which we, we commonly associate with energy, but ketones are actually shown to cross the blood brain barrier really super efficiently. And, uh, there's different forms that you can take it in. You can produce your own by following like a high fat, uh, ketogenic diet, um, or you can take what are called exogenous ketones, which is a, like beta-hydroxybutyrate. Uh, you take it and you can actually increase your your level of nutritional ketones in your body where you, if you test your blood, you're going to have higher levels of ketones in your blood. You can also take medium chain triglyceride oils, MCT oils. Um, the best form is caprylic acid, which my favorite one is uh, the Bulletproof Brain Octane, where you put that on your food or you take it, you're going to also show to increase your levels of ketones and the best way to to actually increase your level of blood ketones with uh, supplements is by combining the mct with the exogenous ketones so the research has shown that, that by combining them you're gonna have the highest levels of uh increasing your ketones by taking supplements when you take ketones that helps improve cognition increase athletic performance. They're also neuroprotective. They're going to protect your brain and protect your own cells. They're anti-inflammatory and they're even been shown to be anti-cancer, right? So cancer cells can't use most of them. Most types of cancer can't use ketones as energy. They use only glucose. So if there's low levels of glucose in your bloodstream and your body's functioning mostly off ketones, the cancer cells are actually going to starve. And, uh, as a bonus today, I just want to list my top five memory foods for you guys that I love, that I, I love to include in my diet. Um, and they taste great too. I'm sure a lot of you guys use them. Number one is avocados. Love avocados. Great source of fat. Um, number two is coconut oil. Coconut oil has, that's the main source of where people derive MCTs from. Um, it's just a really good oil to use, a high high smoke point. Um, number three are eggs. Now, by eggs, not just any eggs. They have to be pastured eggs. Eggs from chickens that have been, you know, roaming around and eating the things that they're supposed to be eating. So you've got those high levels of omega-3 and choline. Uh, fermented foods is another one. Um, give you that, those great probiotics so the bacteria in your gut can... Uh, function properly and help your brain out because they do say, you know, your gut is your second brain. And number five are green leafy veggies. So those will give you vitamin C, vitamin K, magnesium, B-complex, and the fiber in those will also feed the bacteria in your gut, the good bacteria in your gut to be able to function the best that you can be. So I hope that helped you guys. Um, it was a super brief overview of those things. If you again, if you want to get my Solability Body Blueprint, just go to solability.com, go to the post for this blog, this uh, the blog for this podcast, and enter in your email, and you can download the guide. Um, it's a super helpful guide, and I will see you guys on on next week's episode. Uh, have a great day. <laughs>